I'm Rebecca Garrett-Pace. I'm Mitchell Boone, and you're listening to The Day After Sunday. A brief but nerdy conversation about yesterday's worship at White Rock United Methodist Church. We talk about what caught our attention, stories we forgot to tell, and ways that we saw the Holy Spirit moving among us. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad we got our podcast such all figured out. Yeah. So f- hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers it's crossed. It's actually not morning anymore. So good afternoon, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> good afternoon. So uh, if you were not able to join us yesterday in worship, um, we encourage you to check out our Facebook Live video um, and and or you can also listen to Mitchell's sermon on this podcast channel. Catch up with where we were. We finished up our stewardship series, Shiny Gods. Right. So yesterday was Commitment Sunday. Commitment Sunday, a big Sunday for the, the life of the church as we begin to set the budget for 2020. We will um, continue to collect um, pledge cards uh, through the end of the year in hopes of hitting both our financial goal, but also really begin to discern what our ministry looks like in 2020. Right. And I think um, we we focused all the way through the service from beginning to end on the fact that it's not just about the money. Right. And it is. It, We've talked about, right. you know, it takes money to turn on the lights, et cetera, et cetera. But really it is. And those et cetera is add, add up. They do. They do for sure. Very literally. Um, but yes, but it's not just the about the money. Right. You're right. It's a, um, it's a, joint effort with everybody pitching in what they can. Um, I really was struck by the parallel with so many voices leading in worship. Right. More even than usual. Yeah, um, we had voices all over the place. Yeah, we had a family join. um, We had call to worship and scripture and statement of faith, and then we also had several guest musicians join on the anthem. So I just think that was a very purposeful picture of what Commitment Sunday looks like. It's not just about our wallets. Um, it's about the ways that we all pitch in what we can and those gifts add up together to be spectacular. Yeah. And that's what reflects the body of Christ. When we have the ability to all kind of pull in the same direction, when we all take the sacrificial nature of what this means following Jesus, when we take that seriously, the body of Christ reflects a very diverse, broad population of people, uh, that come together, um, sharing the good news with one another and the gospel message. Uh, but also then we're able to really accomplish a lot as a church. And especially in today's world, when I think it's so easy to become focused on ourselves, um, right. we live in a world where it's easy to be um, very self-centered. And I don't really use that pejoratively. Like, I just think it's easy to really focus on ourselves. Um, well, not only is it easy, it's it's necessary and expected in some ways. Totally. I mean, yes. Self-protective. Right. It's actually in our biological nature that we have evolved to think, you know, think of ourselves and what's going to help us and our kin succeed. Right. And, you know, (laughs) corporations have, um, have found a really creative way to then market themselves to us in that way. And so literally everywhere we go, we're encouraged to really become focused on ourselves why giving is important is because once we're able to actually step outside of that realm of self-centeredness and actually give of ourselves, our time, our money, um, when we're able to give our abilities to something greater than ourselves, uh, we really begin to see the promises in the gospel that that I think are countercultural yeah. and uh, and challenge the status quo of our world 
And I would argue the status quo of our world needs to be challenged uh, in some pretty significant ways. For sure. Yeah. The um, So the offertory, the song Slumber by Need to Breathe. Right. I mean, we do a lot of Need to Breathe because I do. think they're... Um, they're fantastic, and they're kind of they are right. fantastic. They're they're right in our wheelhouse of what they called rockabilly. That's their style, right, and so right. that's that's pretty much our folk band. Right I don't now. listen to a ton of Need to Breathe. Um, I I mean, this is such a hipster thing to say, but I knew them before they were popular. Uh, one of the Need to Breathe guys actually went to my college, not at the same oh, yeah. time that I did, but um, so I was watching them in our rec center, like right. when people didn't know their songs and right. they were sitting down because there was no reason to stand up; they didn't right. know them. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the message of the song yesterday, Slumber, really struck me um, because so much of what we talk about in church sometimes is, um, I don't know, it's focused on healing or it's focused on transforming. And this one was a new take and an important take for me because it was focused on waking up, right. waking up to our own potential, to what God is calling us to be, um, which is, it, it's really remarkable and healing for me because uh, being friends with many, many people with disabilities, you know, I'm sensitive to the language of blindness and right. saying, you know, blindness is a bad thing, which right. is in so many of even our beloved hymns. Sure. Um, I was blind, but now I see. Right. But this one, this song, Slumber, um, it was a different take that I really appreciated because it talks about uh, seeing because we're awake, seeing right. because we're seeing how God is moving in the world right. um, and realizing that big or small, we have a part to play in the success of our community. Right. Um, and we're when we're asleep to our own life, we're going to miss out on the ways that we can be building blocks for something better. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, we, we sleepwalk all the time. Right. And yeah. um, it's really it's really hard to have something stir in us to give us that awakening. I, you know, there's part of us I, as Wesleyan, we believe that that's God's grace that wakes us up, right? That, that there's an opportunity for us to not, um, go through our entire life sleepwalking, that God's grace is palpable and, um, and continuous. Yeah, continuous yeah. and robust enough that we will actually be stirred out of our slumber. I think the the challenge is to know what to do with that because yeah. it is it's just jarring once we realize that the life that we've worked for or tried to create for ourselves is ultimately uh, a fool's errand when um when it's not centered in in the call of the gospel and I I think that that's uh that's the work that church really needs to be about is how do we not only encourage this kind of waking up, but then what do we do once we're awake? Right. right? Yeah. And, and what we, what we've said for the past three weeks is once we're awake, we realize how easy it is to have shiny gods all around sure. us. Right. Yeah. And once we're awake, we have to make some critical decisions about what we do. You know, it's like Plato's cave analogy, right? I mean, they're just, there's once we're awake, it's really challenging to to navigate that terrain without a community of faith helping us along the way yeah. and encouraging us to be bold in being awake. Right, absolutely. It's not enough to simply notice the shiny gods. It's what do we do to yeah. then stop worshiping yeah. them? Because I think a lot of people don't even notice it. Right, right. they don't. Even, they're not even aware of it. That's but once, a huge first step. Right, right. Yeah. Be, once we become aware of it, then we have to respond in some measure. Yeah. Um, and that response is is what's challenging about following Jesus. That's what we see, you know, when the rich young ruler uh, comes to Jesus. He, it's almost like he's he's awake. Right. It's just 
now what? Right. right, right. He walks away, he yeah. walks away sad and disappointed because he realizes how hard it is to navigate the world. Yeah. Once he's awake. We could have called the series Now What? Totally. Now that, now that we're awake, now what? Now what? Yeah. Right? What is God calling us to do? How is God calling us to stretch? And you know what actually struck me as interesting is we went this whole series called Shiny Gods and never once did we read the actual scripture in Exodus about them creating the golden calf. I just thought that was really interesting. Right. Um, I made a reference to it in my first yeah, sermon, but yeah. yeah, we did not read the text itself. Right. I guess I'm assuming that a lot of people know that story. That might have sure. been a bad assumption. No, I think that's probably true. I think, uh, I mean, something that, that we've done is draw out the story without reading the actual text. So I still think the, the themes right. were there. Right. Yeah, so the shiny God in our life, once we recognize recognize it, then we have to do something about it. And what we've been making an argument, of, uh, you know, at least for the past three weeks, is um, once we recognize that we are awake, um, then we have a responsibility to, to give and give generously, right? Yeah. And part of that is, uh, of course, because we need to do that here at the church. But another part of generosity is when we give of our money, um, I think that we are far more generous in all aspects of our life. Yeah, I thought that was interesting the way you know that you said that. Is that just not that this is right or wrong, but I'm just curious. Is that a personal belief that you have or did you come across that? Um, like, is there data behind that, that if you are generous financially, that you tend to be more generous in other areas? No. Well, uh, I don't know how you would quantify that. I, I have read studies that have said um, people who are generous have have better health. Mm. Their, their um, generosity is a way to combat uh, depression. Mm. Uh, people who are generous with their money live longer lives because they have a sense of purpose. Yeah. So there are some like actual studies that show that the science behind giving and why giving is important. I just have never encountered someone who I'd say is really generous with their money, who is then right. not generous in other aspects of their sure. life. I've, ne I've never I've never met that person. Have you met anybody that's the opposite? They're generous with, yes, of course. with time and yes. love, and yes. then they're tight with their yes. wallets? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Because I think we easily replace giving of money with giving of our time and giving of our yeah. um, talents. and Time, talents, <laughs> gifts, service, right. and witness. Right. We'll, we'll do we, four we'll, of those We'll do five. the four of those five, yeah. but we will uh, getting into the fifth one is the most challenging. Sure. And so why I think what happens is we become spiritually mature when we're able to give of our money. Mm. And so like it may be the last step for a lot of us, yeah. right? Because chances are people aren't just going to write a blank check to the church before they have a sense of like what it means to follow Jesus. Right. right? Sure. So. And also, and I think this is probably a wisdom at work in them. They're hopefully not going to write a blank check before they know what we're about as a community. Absolutely. That the, they need to trust us. We need to, you know, c cultivate a true relationship right. um, before they're willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm, I've said it many times throughout the past three weeks. I think Quirex is a really good investment, but if you don't know who we are and what we're about, then um, then like it's kind of foolish just to like give yeah. money to White Rock, right? Yeah. Um, and we're really serious about people should go home and have conversations, you know, with their families or individually. They should they should spend some time in prayer discerning what giving looks like uh, because it's a it's a spiritual concern that that's what Paul is very clear about in Second Corinthians. It's a spiritual concern that that we have to tend to because if we don't, we um, will lapse in a whole lot of other areas. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. I had a thought. Um, it went away for a second. Oh, uh, you said that uh, dealing with money is an act of worship. And I could not agree more. And I started extrapolating that out and thinking to myself, what would it be like if I um, if I approached every time I pull out my credit card as how am I <laughs> worshiping God, right? Wouldn't that change my spending habits? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I've not looked at your bank account, but I would say it would. I'll answer it, that for myself. Yeah, it yes, probably it would change would, my spending yeah, habits. I can't imagine that it would. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I I stand by that statement that the only way we really worship God is by giving our money away, like mm-hmm. financially. I yeah. think like we save and we earn all we can. You know the Wesleyan thing: you sure. earn all you can, you save all you can. It's, so that you can give so all that you can, you can give all yep. that you can yep. so you can be generous in every opportunity as Paul says yeah right yeah I <laughs> that's that sucks though to think about like every time you spend money <laughs> right? are you worshiping God absolutely yeah and I mean I think that gets to what I I always describe what I do we have a lot of guests that come through mm-hmm. White Rock wanting to know our story right. it's a wonderful story um and I always try to explain what I do succinctly. And I say part of what I do is to connect how we worship on Sunday mornings with right. how we live the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, and that really can can bear out in some practical ways that I know I need to, to focus on. Totally. I mean, we're always we're pretty much preaching to ourselves on yeah. a lot of these worship series. And I certainly am uh, when I'm when I'm talking about money or preaching about money. It's a it's a challenge that you have to tend to each day or it'll it'll easily get to a place where you're not paying attention to your spending and, and yeah. you're not honoring God with your spending. And yeah. those are, that's a lifestyle change. That's an ongoing process, right? And it so, is for me. And I think though, the, the bite-sized nature of the daily choice actually makes it less intimidating for me right. for some reason that it's not, I mean, it is, you prayerfully consider what you write down on that pledge card and then you have a restart button every day, right? you know, and thank God for that. Yeah. And God's grace is always at work, right? Mm -hmm. Encouraging us, providing us opportunity, giving us the strength to actually do the work. So, I mean, that's what we think, uh, you know, sanctification is the process of getting better at this thing, um, following Jesus. And that's a gift that God gives us. And it's a gift that we can take advantage of. Yeah. Literally every time we pull out our wallet. Every time. I'm going to, every single time I try to start that. Every time I pull out my wallet. What if you wrote on the back of your credit card? Is this an act of worship right. every time you pulled it out? I think there oh. would be several times I was at the cashier and be like, I can't buy this. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Oh, see you later. Can't get that. <laughs> cool. It's been a good series and a, a powerful one. I think it's been provocative for our church. And um, I look forward to this Sunday as we remember our saints. This Sunday, yeah. It'll be All Saints Sunday. So we will remember um, remember the saints that have passed, but also celebrate the community that we have around us right now right. as we celebrate Absolutely. communion. With the living body of Christ. Yeah. 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 It'll be a good Sunday. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. You're listening to a podcast recorded at White Rock United Methodist Church in the heart of East Dallas. For more information, you can find us at wrumc.org. And make sure you stay subscribed to this channel to stay up to date with all of our content.